0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelancing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Good morning, City Life. Amazing to see you here today and to see you online. We're continuing Heartbeat for One, Part Three. Now, each message can stand alone, but they are cohesively connected. So if you're just coming today and want to revisit, you can go to the podcast and check those out. We originally thought it was going to just be two messages, but the topic of one is something that Jesus prayed for before he ascended to heaven. So he was making sure that he was calling down what was so important. And that we would understand what is so important but if Jesus is praying it not only is it important but it's it's hard so he's wanting heaven to break through in our settings and situations we've spent a great deal of time here at City Life uh, understanding that we're one with God because of Jesus not anything that we've done on our own but the second part of that is is very challenging especially with us now approaching November we're now bombarded with, who are you voting for? So there's a lot of different ways that when we think of interacting with people, so love God, vertical, and love people, horizontal, there's a lot of off-ramps to this road of traveling for unity and oneness with God. And we've talked about that as there's racial gaps, there's cultural gaps, there is economic gaps, And there's more than that, but if we were just grouping them in three pools, that helps us understand some things that can divide us, and that's gonna be highlighted more than ever in this next month here. It's gonna be a lot. Now, you voted today for your love for Jesus and wanting to see your life change just by coming. But as we vote in the the, the weeks ahead, there could be someone that's gonna vote completely opposite of you and you could think, well, how in the world are they following God? There's gonna be someone who doesn't vote and you'll be like, how in the world are they following God? So we had, during the pandemic, we, when the last election happened, we created a resource called King Jesus. And that resource is on our website that you can look that will help inform us of what it would mean to, to be a Christian first, a citizen of heaven first, and then secondly, we, we are here, and we should be actively involved. So pursue that, be, conv, be convicted as you see fit, um, lean into all that. But, but I guess the, the warning is this. We must always remember, as Jesus followers, we have to look past local officials, national officials, global officials, and look to our king. We have to look past our country and look to our kingdom. And then we are the salt and light to the world. And how did Jesus tell us that, or how did he say that the world would know us? From our love for each other. I get it. It's going to be hard these next few weeks, but man, can we try to get it right here? (laughs) Now, in A.D. 325, there was what is known as the Nicene Creed, which brought all kinds of believers together on, our right, what do we believe? And it says this, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And of all that is seen and unseen, we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. The only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered. Died and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, or known as church, an apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now, the church leaders of that time wanted to synthesize and condense what do we believe. And this was the creed that came out of it. So as we go back and we look forward There is mile markers on this journey that remind us of what is most important and how we can remember what it means to be one, one God, one mediator, Jesus. And the story of heaven is to be one with God and one with each other. Going all the way back to the garden, it's God wanted to be with his creation, me and you. Sin separates that, Jesus rescues us, and there was a temporary kind of band-aid on that. The presence of God would be in a place, the temple. Or the Ark of the Covenant be traveled, in a was working through a people group, through Abraham, the children of Israel. And then one day, Jesus would step on the scene and make it possible for all people to be restored back to God. And you could imagine if you had the inside connection up till that time. You feel you're totally in. You have Jewish descent, the children of Israel, you know the story well. You've heard about Moses. You've heard about all all of the great signs and wonders and Noah and all of this. And you're then thinking that everyone else gets to be included in this promise. Yes, God is also for all of mankind. And so when Jesus comes in, that's why when he resurrected in, in all power, he gave us through the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to the whole earth all different people groups. The veil in the temple was torn because now there's no more barrier between us and God when we're in Jesus. This is so hard to fathom. It's having the the most exclusive access in a place that we are so undeserving. But when we come in to the Holy of Holies with God the Father, we can do that boldly because of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, who cast our sin away from the east is to the west. We are clean in him. And apart from him, our sin already condemns us. But in him is new life. Jesus gives us that one access with God. And as we establish that, now what do we do as people on planet Earth with the dash we've been given? I think the hardest thing that we're ever going to do is try to remain close with each other when we disagree or remain close with each other when we've been hurt now there is healthy boundaries there's times when we need to have space from people that have abused us or things that have happened and that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is jesus he said don't only love those that love you love your enemies the narrow path is a difficult way. And we need to remind each other first here, let's love? Love who? Love our enemies. How is this love possible? Again, we remember full circle, go back. How did he love us? We were enemies of God. And sometimes, we can be right, but we can be so wrong in how we present that. We've looked at this monologue video each week. And before playing it this time, I wanted to come out, and there's a line in it that says, we're all looking for, we all want to have a voice. We all want to have freedom. And real freedom is found in one person, Jesus, the line says. And last night on the biggest stage in UFC, I don't know if you're uh, a UFC fan. I wasn't for quite some time, and it's kind of awkward to admit that I am a UFC, f- UFC fan on stage, because being a pastor, it is very vicious. Now, but it's a sport that has rules, and the more I learned behind the scenes, there's a massive respect, the martial arts uh, community, the, the training, all that goes into it anyways, I'll belabor all that, but in, in summary, I'm a fan, and our, our families are fans now. And we watched the, the, the UFC event last night, and it was in Abu Dhabi. And there were some big-time bouts that were taking place, and there was in the, is it, I think it's the 155 weight class, there was Benil, and I'm going to get his Dariush, Dariush to pronounce his last name right, and he's, he used his victory moment his speech to give a voice for those that were protesting in Iran. And he said, I see you, I'm with you. And he said, with my people. So he has, uh, his descent must be from Iran. And he goes, true freedom, let me tell you this. This is what he said in Abu Dhabi. He goes, there is true freedom, after he won his match, a freedom that no one can take from you in the name of Jesus Christ Christ the Son of God. Don't ever forget that. If you remember one thing I say, remember that. And I thought, that, that's the way to sum up everything with the heartbeat of heaven. Now, we were on the, on the couch watching that, and when he stood up and he grabbed that mic right in the Middle East, and he proclaimed the name of Jesus after a victory. Now, you could lose and still glorify God. I know that's hard. Win or lose, we glorify God. But he won, so he glorified God this way, and we just all started shouting. We were like, yeah, he represented, you know? I don't know if I would have in that setting. But I believe that message, there's true freedom found in one name, one person, Jesus. And if you hear anything today, I pray we hear that. Now let's watch Monologue. beat for this album. It's not an album, but an anthem. One. This music isn't mine. It's ours. I was given it. It's a collection of many conversations. It's love. It's unity. Peace. Diversity. It's celebration. It's reconciliation. Which only happens when we confront the issues that divide us. We become aware and acknowledge the gap is everywhere racially, culturally, and economically. So where do we go from here? We start by being accountable, then move into action, seeking to understand and get close. Like putting a handout, not as a handout, but a handout as a friend. This is for one race, one life, and one body. One race. See, we see color and that's a good thing. Each differently, made beautifully, wonderfully, in the image of God. Masterpiece, one of one, making one race, the human race, well done. Wow, now, one life, one. See, it's just a number unless it's yours. Each person priceless with a story. Therefore, one is the biggest number. One. The one is a single mom providing One is the kid forced into war One is a girl being trafficked and wants out One is the kid bullied being made fun of One can't cope and turns to drugs One is the child dreaming to beat the odds And they will The one just got bombed at their home that they built Our perspective has to be local And at the same time zoom out across the world Global and here we are, one body, cause we're family, right? And that begins with the household of God. If we don't get this right, who will? We gotta start somewhere, how about right here, right now? We got more in common than against. This is the type of love that is stronger than the fullest of tanks. More authority than the highest of ranks and larger currency than a mountain of banks. That, just maybe, we can get to the solution that we all want. Freedom is found in one person, Jesus. So tell everyone they're invited to come. We are better in this together. You and I is us. We are one. today let's do a little recap Um, there's a gap between each one of us and me and you so if I'm on one side of the bridge and you're on the other you would see it as me and you and I would see it as me and you and let's close that gap and how do we close that gap there's first let's identify three areas racial cultural and economic and then make a statement where we go from there that we are one We are one race, the human race, and each one of God's creation is important. So there's one life. One's the biggest number. And then we are one body in Jesus, many different members, all connected together in him. And if we can't get this right, who will? So let's start here at City Life and in Lansing, as it is in heaven, the 517, the nation, and the world And how to close the gap for oneness is with empathy as we understand each other's situations and we enter in four A's to become one. Number one, awareness, being aware, changes the game. I might not have all the information. Acknowledge what information now I have. Take accountability first, inventory in me. Am I contributing to the gap? Is there blind spots, shadows in my own life, willingly or unwillingly? And then lastly, how do I take action? And that's where we pick up from here today. This is the hardest part to do. The action is to close the gap, we must get close. John 1.14, out of the message it goes, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son. Generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Who's the word, friends? Who? Who? It's okay, we can be interactive. Who? Jesus. Jesus. No longer a temple, no longer tabernacle, no longer the Ark of the Covenant, no longer just through one single family or people group that the word that's existed for all of time would become flesh and blood and dwell with me and you and move into our neighborhood. Like father, son, the one of a kind glory. This is so beautiful. Jesus is love, and his love gets close. This is what love does. It gets close. I get choked up thinking about it, because when your kid's hurt, you want to get close. Now, in church context, specifically American church, what I've noticed... Because we are so systematic, so structured, so ones and zeros, input, output, profit, loss, achieve, go, and there is much merit to that. But there's a level that we miss sometimes that on the other part of the world, the Eastern Church, understands a level of mystic or unknown and reverence that just speak in stories or with illustrations and that can't be quantified to widgets and how do we have an assembly line for it? And in our context, we want to often solve. So if I'm a disciple, what do I do? Tell me the game plan. How do I vote? Where do I give my money? Where do I live? What's God's plan? What if it's less like that and it's more just love God, love God? people, and then along the way, we're going to do a lot of different things based upon our skills, our giftings, our opportunities, our drive, desire, <laughs> through counsel and different people in our life. But what if the hardest battle is the very thing that, just in our landscape, is we are not accustomed to doing, even with, when, let's say when we build a house, a lot of times we think one bedroom per kid, we get spoiled. We're one of the only people groups on the planet that live that way. Or you get 18, you got to move out. In other cultures, their grandparents live in the house. And I'm not suggesting we need to do that today. I didn't grow up like that. I mean, I'm making some steps there. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) But what I am saying, though, is the Word became flesh and moved into our neighborhood. God got close to me and you when we weren't worthy of being close to it's not something you can fully understand. It's not something we can just say, do. It's, it's our heart catches it. Oh, God's close to me when no one else wants to be. So therefore, I want to be close to other people. But as I stay close to him, then I realize I can stay close to people. But if I get too close to people, they're going to hurt us, and we're going to want to be closed. So the heart is to stay close, not closed, there's always a tension. There's times when we have to just retreat with the Father. Just get close. Remember what it's all about. Rich Valadez, uh pastor out of New York, my pastor Brad Leach out of Philly at City Life Philly. He was on a coaching call with Pastor Rich, and Rich has uh, recently stepped on the scene. He's this He's the successor of Pete Scazzaro from the Emotionally Healthy material. So if you're familiar with the Emotionally Healthy material at all, and then he, he's taken over for New Life Church several years ago, and he wrote a book called The Deeply Formed Life and how we have to win some of these battles. Um, and he said on this coaching call, which still impacted me, that I heard through Brad, I said, Brad, hey, what's one of the things that has impacted you this this season of your life. He goes, well I was on a coaching call with Pastor Brett or Pastor Rich. And he goes, the key to wanting to really love people is being close to God, close to yourself, and close to people. And there is I'm when I'm close to the Father, I realize how much he loves me and how much he just how the Father thinks and operates. But when I'm close to myself, I'm true to who God made me to be, you to be. But then, when I'm close to the people, I realize what's in their hearts. Because every great leader, like, let the ears ring loud with the voice of the people. But if we're just too close to the people, now we're just gonna be puppets and doing whatever they want. And it'll never be enough, come on. If we're just close to ourselves, now we're indulgent and just self serving, isolated. And if we're just close to God, I mean, it's gonna be impossible. Well, that's amazing. If we're just close to God, we're always gonna to wanna to move to action. <laughs> We're saved by his good work for good works. So let's get close. Well, John 15 puts it this way. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends. Because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask, the Father, in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. Allegiance to Jesus always comes with this command, to love one another. And it's hard to love from a distance, but when you're close, it changes everything. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know if there's someone in your family or there's someone in this region or there's some place on this planet that God has been prompting your heart to be closer to. And when we're close, it doesn't even mean that it will get solved or it might get worse Sometimes. But we're close, we can be salt, and we can let light shine, and we can love. And we realize that in a selfish way, it transforms us. 1 Corinthians 13, famous passage on love. A love that is only possible in Jesus, though. Check this. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge... And I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will continue to come, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. But then, face to face, now I know in part. But then I will know fully, as I am fully known. Now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So, to read a passage or read a section from Monologue, we gotta start somewhere. Here. Right now. We got more in common than against. This is the type of love that is stronger than the bullets of tanks. More authority than the highest of ranks, and larger currency than a mountain of banks. Then, just maybe, we can get to the solution that we all want. Freedom is found in. One person, Jesus. So tell everyone they're invited to come. We are better in this together. You and I is us. We are one. Jesus is inviting people to the table. Let's do the same. And here's a few C's, Maybe helpful to memorize. That'll help us do that. I want to call the worship team up. And um, number one, four C's. As we are close, so let's say, Devin, will you come up here? Hi. Hi. I love you. <laughs> Devin is um, taller or smaller than me. We both have glasses, though. That's true. Devin is skinnier than me, yes. Working on it, man. Working on it. Devin has holes in his jeans. I don't. That's true. Devin has his hands in his pocket. I have him on the hip. Awesome. We have different hair type. And this is a, just a funny way to say once you're close we could focus first on what's different about us, or number one, a C that could be really helpful, what do we have in common? It's crazy. Scientists say that 99.9% of our DNA is the same. We breathe the same, we bleed the same, we eat, we drink. Unless you've given one of your organs, we all have, have the same organs we have so much in common but isn't it crazy that our, our flesh our sin when we get close the natural thing is to think what's different and it's really our insecurities projecting we don't love ourselves to get so close that think oh man i have so much in common with you i'm not competing with you i have so much in common with you and then if i'm curious the second c i want to learn more about you you know, yeah. and get curious and make questions my profession. Because we're getting to be ministers on behalf of God, to love his creation, every one of the people he's made on this planet, and to get curious. But if we just look at people, what they're going through, we, we might not come with the same posture that God's heartbeat wants as we get close. So first, let's, let's remember what we have in common. Second, let's be curious. And then the third C would say, all right, I want connection. Before we ever challenge, before we ever say, okay, well, what do I, how do we solve something? How do we get on the same page? Let's see if we agree. Are our beliefs the same? <laughs> then there's no room for disagreement. How is that a relationship? It's ridiculous. It's an echo chamber. It's horrible. But can I, can I just, real for a moment when the pandemic hit i hope that's not the greatest storm we ever face but i wasn't shocked by how the world acted i was shocked by what was going on in my own heart and what was going on in the body of christ we were just it's just we have more in common curious connection Devin, you can sit down thank you so much And then when I'm in there, I'm realizing, all right, love longs for connection. God wants to be close to his people. Every one of us long for connection. And a great way to do that is to remember everyone has pain. Everyone wants to play. And then maybe we'll get more opportunity to pray. But a lot of times we don't know what to do, so we just say, I'll pray for you. Can you pray for it? Do you see me? for who I am. And then number four, the last last one is, this is probably where a lot of us fall on the spectrum. Correction. I wanna make change. It's a very noble thing. It's awesome. Real love does correct and lean in, period. But how we do it will produce results that heaven wants if we do it in love. Love, love, love. Then to lead. In leading, yes, let's lead. Let's lead. Proverbs 27, five says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. So if someone's correcting us, it's better than somebody hiding their love. If we're teachable, we accept the correction, but. Remember, being close, thats what this, this is the context we're in, and then as we're close and we've done the, the work, now I can correct, but how I correct is Matthew 7. Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard which you judge others, and you will be measured by the same measure you, you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how you can say to your own brother, let me take that splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye accountable. Hypocrite. First take the beam of the wood out of your eye, then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. The mistake we make when we're looking to correct is not first recognizing I need to be corrected corrected before I would correct. And this, I just think that good things are gonna happen. I don't think we're gonna grow as fast. I don't think this is the... You know, just hoorah stuff. This is the soul work, and it's awesome. This is when everyone gives up on a block, but you're still there. This is those moments when there's the person in your family that has been so far gone, but you could pick up the phone and say, man, God still loves you. This is forgiveness. This is mercy. This is saying, God, I can't do it, but you can. It's so beautiful. Beautiful. so as we worship, my prayer for us is that today we would say yes to being close with each other. And we would ask Holy Spirit, what does that mean for me? I think in this moment, he might bring someone to your mind. He might bring someone you disagree to, with to your mind. He might bring... Political candidates to your mind. He might bring parts of the world to your mind, parts of the city to your mind. He might bring parts of yourself to to the forefront that God wants to love and say, Man, I, I want, I want to, I want to make myself home there. I want, I want to reside there. I, I don't want you to be afraid or scared. There's no shame." In Jesus Christ, we're His temple, y'all. We are one with God. We are one with God and one with each other as we love in His name. And His love keeps no records of wrongs. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not arrogant, it is not self seeking, it has enemy love. And in this moment, right here, right now, God, we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would recognize that we are a temple, and we want you to do your best work in and through us, God, that we will be a people that are one, that people will feel the fragrance of heaven, that we will be empowered to be different, but we will be united on what matters most at a creed level, to be convicted by what matters most to be close to God and close to people thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast, loving you and loving the city one life at a time to get connected, learn more and invest financially, go to CityLifelancing.com. you belong here